G'day, g'day. Welcome back to Bumpcast. It's Fergus Wheatland here with the 98th episode of the podcast. First things first, we recently put out some new merchandise on our Bandcamp page. They're really cool screen printed t-shirts in black, white, and forest green. They're limited numbers, both in long and short sleeves, so head over to the Bandcamp page and check them out. We're shipping locally and internationally as well, so for anyone overseas outside of Australia, they're open to you as well. This week we're featuring Albert Chiavenda. I first heard Albert Chiavenda's music by listening to Platform 22's recent VA, which included 24 tracks. Of those 24, one of them really, really stood out to me, which was Pulling Some Strings by Albert. I was surprised to find out that he was based in Sydney, so naturally I hit him up straight away and asked him onto this podcast. Albert's style is really quite strange. It has no real linear format, but he just lets whatever the feeling he has inside out onto his machines. Let's take a listen to pulling some strings now so you get a sense of what I mean. liked what you heard you can buy that track on platform 22's Bandcamp page i highly recommend checking it out this podcast starts off with an interview with albert playing in the background of this interview is an ambient mix that albert recorded it's one side of electronic music that he also loves not just techno so enjoy that whilst you listen to this interview i was reading through your your biography and you went over to rome in was it 1992 yeah. You were being a, yeah. a disobedient child? Yeah, pretty much. So my parents were, sent me overseas um, because I was out of control pretty much. <laughs> I was delinquent. What were you doing? But, what um, were you it doing? Was quite, uh, just hanging around wrong people, yeah. you know, girls, just young, just young and just ruthless, I suppose. And yeah, it was very different back then, but it was a great youth. It was like it was very, very streetwise. But um, just yeah. sent me overseas because. Hanging around, you know, I would have been arrested. You know, Dad, my mum, my brother was picking me up from the police station. Just Shit. hanging around with the wrong people. So yeah. it wasn't anything bad, but just yeah. it could have gone in a certain way. But so Dad, it was literally the next day. I had a, Dad goes, "You're going overseas. You're going to Rome tomorrow." I was like, "What?" It was just like there was no, you know, going on holiday. It was like you're going fucking overseas. Jesus. And um, we scared yeah. by that, or was it something no, you sort of no, welcomed? It was, yeah, it was very welcomed. It was all, you know, I was 17, I was quite young. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it was totally, you know, culture shock when I when I got there. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it was just fucking out there when I was, the, just the music, the radio station 24-7 techno, when it was UR, UR was um, just coming in the early 90s and these massive raves in Rome were just... Yeah, like, I got these memories I can never forget. And mm. interesting enough, you know, like, I had these cassette tapes. I mean, like, bags of cassette tapes. And I, um, 
of all the recordings from, you know, like Freddie K, all these guys, Marco Passerani, uh, Max Durante, uh, there's so many of these artists, Italian artists, uh, Liani Baldi, um, and and I had these cassette tapes and about five years ago I was when I got separated and um, I had these, like, I've been tra- taking these everywhere, mm. carrying them and I just I actually threw them. I, I think back now, I, you know, I would have been cool to keep these tapes, but I just, I just, literally like they're gone. Oh no, 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 no. no. I suppose to think back, would I, if, would I ever, would I ever sat here and converted them? No. You would have like, just enjoyed them, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, I regret, I regret that thinking now. But I just don't think about it. But it still burns me a bit. But I just <laughs> so there was a lot of recordings <laughs> from you know '92, and you could hear the guys on the radio station, and it was just all you are, Mills, Damon, uh, uh, all, all the sine wave, all the, all the solid stuff from the '90s, Jay Denham, mm. Claude Young, uh, just so yeah, it was so. My parents sent me over there, and that was this is all happening. And that's when I got <laughs> music. Set. I was always into music. I used to play the drums at school. Yeah, okay. I was into hip hop, heavy metal, you know, electro, yep. Herbie Hancock, yep. all that stuff, which yeah. all comes from electronic music. And then I was over there, and I totally got schooled with this music. So I was there for about a couple of years. And yeah, I wanted to ask, like, obviously you touched down, and you're in Rome, and you're into music. But how did you first like start exploring the scene, and how did that lead to you? like starting to find the illegal raves and that and, and, and that sort of underground scene it's just on the radio shows like on the radio shows it's oh, they, just, they just like tell oh, you that it's happening here it's happening yeah, here yeah these, actually these weren't illegal these, these were legal raves these were right, legal raves there, right, were some, right. there were some uh, legal parties that I went to but a lot of these raves were massive like the, the systems are out of this what I remember my ears were ringing for three days that's how big these Jesus you know Christ. These rigs were, and it was, I don't know, maybe five, ten thousand. It wasn't a festival, it was just a party, but it was just massive. Wow. And it was this whole culture of like skinheads, there was bomber jackets and Doc Martens. It was, I remember clearly, that was what at the, at the brave parties, you know, and everyone's got their balls of hash and they're just heating it up and, you know, rolling their J's. And it was, I was totally schooled, totally. And obviously the music was just next level. So it was that. Um, I used to go to the record stores, yeah. you know, buying records and they had all the flyers up and, it was something out of, it was the best memory like it was and it sort of shaped me sort of totally schooled me and it was just that was mm. the beginning i was into music heavily but then that, that whole techno thing just totally schooled me and i was like man this is and so it was that just happened kind of, that happened for you in in rome like you hadn't heard it, techno prior heard to techno going over yeah. i heard techno and stuff but then i just i don't know what it was it was experience at a party or just the whole culture 17 going to rome you know rome's totally different to sydney and back then as well the culture there was pretty full on so it was great and luckily i speak italian that would have made um, it a lot easier definitely and i was living with my uncle who was separated so he was a party man and stuff so he was never home so i was always going hang out with my cousins and the weekends on end and <laughs> so was it, it a good was, thing that your parents sent you to, well, to italy sure <laughs> was there yeah, over there as well it was going to be out of control it was for sure it was an awesome thing it's just it was the best thing that ever happened to be honest I'm yeah glad it happened i'm sure the environment there would be a little bit more like i guess like conducive to like like lensing your your sort of like party energy into the right sort of scene if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely and it was just it was massive it was just the radio is 24 7 i was i was just hungry and more hungry for it i wanted more and more 
by you know uh, bringing records back and, mm. and literally there's you know we've got the luxury now of the streaming uh, mp3s online to buy records and there i was actually when i come back i was talking to my uh, marco passerani in this store called remix roma on the phone and i was ordering listening to him on the phone that's how it was <laughs> yeah, what, you so you call up you call up the record store and be like hey have you got yeah. this record and they play it to you yeah that's, and say, yeah i want that one yeah, half an hour on the phone, and then they send the records over, and it was yeah, it's just, it's, that's sick. That's how, it was. <laughs> that's how it was, and you know, going to the parties, it was different because every now, look, the net is great, but it's just everything's so accessible, you just flooded. And before, it was special and unique when someone would play, go, "Fuck, man, what's that record?" But mm. I don't know what it is, and I don't want to know because as soon as you have it, it's just not the same anymore, right? You know that you just get that track, and you go, eh, "Whatever, next." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, it was very different. It was very different, and I'm glad that you know, I'm like a lot. Of, and sometimes you get some records, you go, "Fuck, I what a shit," you know, because on the phone. But, but I've got a lot of killer, like some really cool records back from that time era that I collected, and they're timeless as well now. So you've still got them, like in in your collection, oh, with sure. you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would never get rid of my records. I filtered through and, and sort of, uh, yeah, I don't like that. So it's, yeah, it was the phase that I was going through. Yeah. Anyway, I'll keep talking. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's it that was... constant process of reorganization. Like you, you might look back at some tracks and be like, "Yeah, you know, it still holds up," and you might look back at some and be like, nah, "No, not me right now." But then again, there's a lot of people that I sold some records maybe last year, and they, as my trash is their treasure, it's just not my cup of tea. But they love it, so you know, each to their own. And you know, music's a personal thing. It's so... where, when when you were in Italy. Was that when you knew you wanted to pursue music and like do that as like your your thing? Well, no. Well, interesting. I only started actively producing probably seven eight years ago. Actively. Really? Uh, well, I attempted it maybe early two thousand, but I was in that phase of partying. Just it just wasn't there. Yeah. You know. Um, I've got two young boys now as well, so actually being at home has been a good thing for me because I'm always, I don't go out, so I'm in the studio all the time, which is mm. great every day, every night. Um, but the only, only, so music, but what it has done to me now, that musical culture that I've had over the years is really putting like sort of, it's sort of shaped how I do things now, I suppose, or how it comes out or what I'm trying to perceive. Or, mm. um, cause I, I, I do, the stuff I do is a left field. Yeah. And it's very, it's very hard to find a lot of that stuff out there. So I thought I'm going to do it myself. Well, you have you to know? really. I mean, if you can't find the sound, you've got to create it. Yeah, and and and, and interesting. It's only been the last seven years, probably like actively full on. Probably the last five, six years, five, yeah. six years, pretty much. Yeah, five, six years, pretty much every day in the studio, every day. Crazy. Uh, even if I feel like shit, oh, and then I, if I don't come in, I go, oh, fuck, I feel guilty. I should have gone in, and <laughs> I just come out and do it. It's one of the most mentally um, challenging things to like hold yourself accountable to do music. Even if you have like an unproductive day, like you can still get down upon yourself and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I even here? I can't, me, that's me. As a per- I just know I can't sit there. I've just, I've just got this, this energy all the time mm. that I have to do something mm. unless I'm asleep. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't, I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV at all. Yeah, we don't even have one at our house. So my partner's inside. If I come in and make any sound, she goes, "Get you're making noise." It's like, God, 
<laughs> Inside so, here yeah. is our Zen space. We don't we don't yeah, do your doof doof in here. Which is great. I've got the studio, which is separate from the house. Which got, you know, so which is you've got, You've got your Albert space. zone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Oh, you've mentioned a couple times already, like your your left field style, and I think your um, mix is very much an expression of that, like that sort of unplanned, freeform, strange kind of sound that you have which like people will listen to after this interview what draws you to that i don't know my just my mind it's just my mind uh, 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 <laughs> i don't know that uh, that whole escapism or it's just that whole internal sort of thing mm. that, that, that music makes me feel can, or can, can it you just elaborate on like a ter- internal you've said that a couple times so just like so, the, the, so if I was playing, when I play at a party, I know when I play at a party, I look at the crowd and everyone's just in the zone. They're just in zone. They're internal. It's, it's, a, it's just, I know it sounds crazy, but no, it's no, like no. a spiritual Makes connection sense. with yourself. Yeah. They're just within them. Just, they're just, there's no care and just, they're just enjoying the whole trip. And that's what I want to create, recreate that unknown and it's never ending, which is, for me, is really interesting and it's important because I need that constant um, stimulation, mental stimulation. Um, mm. I've got a short attention span, so it constantly changes, but it's nice when it's organic, the sound, the mix is organic, yeah. and it's like, man, this is where it's going. So, yeah, that's, if that makes sense. I'm, yeah, yeah, well, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think there, there are a couple of different types of crowds, but there are the sort of people that might go out and see an act expecting to hear certain tracks, and then there is that crowd that want to go out and not know it's what's going to happen. They want to yeah. be taken. Totally, and that's and then when you got them in your hand like putty, it's like yeah, okay, they're on. They're, and look, it does help having some, uh, some having adding some color. Some 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 people like to enhance with some stuff, which yeah. I think initially it does help because some people just need that to get into that zone, that headspace. Because yeah. it is, it's pretty. It is. It's not. It's pretty left field, so it's not yeah. for every person. And I sometimes I keep forgetting that my makers out, but this is just fucking head fuck. Like it's just, which is great. It goes, but so to me, it's just normal. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else, and they hear it. I remember playing it in Melbourne. This <laughs> this girl was looking at me, going, "What is like? What's going on?" It's like, <laughs> just 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 ride. Just 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 don't hold on. And that's the thing. Just don't hold on to barrels, bars. Just just let go. And you really people. I, I've had some really nice compliments at parties that I've played here. And, um, this guy goes, oh, "I should be playing at Burgoyne or something." I'm like, man, I wish I'd love to go there. But yeah, it's nice exactly. to get the, it's the people that you see people go away and go, fuck man, that was a fucking, that was a trip. Yeah. And that's what I want to be challenged. I think it's important to, to educate people musically at parties. And, mm. I, and I get frustrated because I like to play more as well, you mm. know, and to express how I feel. And it's just not easy because I keep forgetting my music is a bit left field and a bit yeah. like normal. It's normal which, to you. It's normal to yeah, you, but to others it I, might be confronting. I keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting that, and and so I, you know, I get disappointed. But I think, okay, fuck. But I still, when people do experience it, that and they really, they, you can tell they're really loving it, and it's nice because you're connecting with them musically, and you're they're letting you just do whatever. So, mm. and that's and the I thing. Find, like if you sorry. if you like, if you push too hard on what you want to do too soon people who aren't used to that thing might not necessarily be in the right uh, mindset to accept it right then they might need to be like gently eased in and guided into that space for sure 
I always say I love to play about 3 or 4 in the morning or 2.33 is my perfect time because everyone's already in that headspace, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so it's like, yes, we're coming into the morning. It's just like, oh, man, this is... Get ready for a trip out. Yeah, man, that's, that's fucking awesome. You want that, right? You yeah. want, that's, a, that's techno. There's no... There's yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you no, more. It's, it's fucking techno, man. Like, there's no hard, dark, whatever. It's just techno. There's no rules. Um, just fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that kind of thing. Especially the freeform aspect of it. I think it's... I don't know. I mean, you've got to be up there for several hours doing your thing, right? And so it should be... It should be just as fun for you, and and, and that sort of like expression of fun will be projected out through the speakers and through your like body language to the crowd. But you can't just sort of play that that linear oh, thing that's like, oh, I've set it out this way. Like I put a bit of thought into it. it. Might not translate in the moment or something like that. Whereas when it's free form, it's just this is happening, and all these wonderful things sort of just happen in the moment. Definitely, it's um, it's it's nice to see people's reaction because I straight away I can see it already mm. it's just it's like a massage for their mind like you can just see <laughs> their, their body language instead, woo, instead of doing waving the air it's like oh fuck let's go close your eyes yeah. and just you know, the body you can see it, how they're dancing and you don't have to dance you can you can lie down on the lounge my, you know when I play you, does it have to be dancing it's just that whole trick right yeah exactly, exactly. have a booth full of beat bag let's go whatever you want lounges <laughs> <laughs> you know dancing You'd be oh, just as comfortable in a in like an ambient sort of setting as you would on a like, oh, yeah, a, like right, a dance sure. setting. Totally, definitely. And that's the thing. There's no. I can still recreate that energy, you know, and with that new type of techno and unpredictability, which I think it, it's make it's really exciting for me because mm. it challenges me, I suppose. Speaking of challenges, how did you go during the lockdown period? I know a lot of people may have been faced by the challenge of I don't have that club environment around me to give me inspiration to make music but was that the case for you or did you just sort of create no I was just at home in the studio all the time it was no different to any other sort of period because yeah. even then I didn't. I don't get many gigs I don't play often out unless I'm putting a party on so yeah. in that, that aspect it didn't really affect me it is nice to go out and get inspired for sure even if I'm not playing I'd go and support gigs as much as I could yeah. I've got two, two young boys so it's not easy it's easy to go out all night and stuff I just choose not to because I know I can't help myself when I go out <laughs> it's just, yeah. so it's best not to go my arm gets twisted and it's just like rubber so um, <laughs> so um uh, I don't know. I just I, keep, I just keep pushing myself. I, I try to inspire myself. I try to do something different in the studio. I try to I go back and work on some older sequences. I just I try. I just keep pushing myself. It's just that to me, I suppose. Person, just coming in. You just don't know anything could happen. You come out. I come in here, turn things on. It's like, oh, fuck. I'm going back inside. But you know, 20 minutes, tired, at a J, whatever. I'm like, oh, you know. But then sometimes something happens from nothing, and that's yeah. just. Just gotta always press record and yeah. So, so you're mostly just been, doing hardware jams, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just and I think it's that's how I could like to have it. Yeah, it sounds organic. I think it sounds more organic, and it's, yeah. it's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you got to try. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Just press record always. <laughs> yeah. So like doing that happens. mix. You know, I was here one night with a friend, we were playing, we were having a few drinks, oh, let's play, we're playing some records and 
and then we we should have recorded before. We, I reckon we stopped and started about five six times. Go fuck this, it's enough. <laughs> it was like, is this the mix? Just wasn't. It was just gone, forgotten. Just should have, you know, I should have pressed record initially instead of. As soon as you start planning, things fall apart. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. When you when you record sounds off your hardware, is there like a sort of a long um, post production process? Like, do you go and then start to like play with the sound a bit further, or is it more or less just you just sort of let what happened be? Literally, yeah. Like I record the sequence, and most of my tracks, that's the cut. I'm re- unless I'm going in to maybe just tidy up the end of the track, but most of my uh, tracks or recordings they're just first cuts and that's it so I record my sequence and then I work my drums around that and that's everything is always when I do my drums as well it's always spontaneous and hmm. so just yeah it's not easy it's hard because I leave my, sometimes even with my mixing it's never on the one sometimes it could be on the five or the six or the four so it's off but it works when the mix it actually works hmm. Hmm. So, um, but there's no rules, right? I mean, you said that before yourself. There, there's no rules. Things don't need to come in on the one or the four. Or exactly. And that's someone said to me. He goes, "Oh, the hats. Why do the hats come in later or something?" I was like, well, "Do you need hats in a track? I don't think sometimes you've got a baseline and a nice sequence, and it sounds fucking hot." Yeah, exactly. It's just sometimes look with I suppose any type of electronic music, even house. So as long as you've got that groove and that rhythm, you don't. And that could go all night. And it's that rhythm. It just keeps. It's quite simple but effective. Hundred percent. I think it always stems back that that sort of like connection to rhythm always stems back to like a human's ancestry of being like tribes people and bongo man bongos yeah yeah Yeah. just drums just like these really like you know old 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 school drums you do that to any kid or any person you see subconsciously they'll start bopping my chill my boys subconsciously they'll just I notice when they're sitting there they'll just bop without even knowing yeah you could just start a rhythm with your hands on the table or like with your mouth or something like that and just watch the reaction of a person. They might join in or they might just start or start moving, which so is quite fun. Inter- <laughs> interconnected, you know, with yeah. music and the mind. And getting back to what you're saying about recordings, mm. sorry, just to go No, back. go back, go back. Um, a lot of uh, my recordings are quite, uh, there's only like three or four tracks in my track. Yeah. You know, I don't have seven or eight ten it's quite simple it's you know sequence uh, kick hat symbol but it's always an organic thing because i try to do a program and it just doesn't work for me i don't know i just doesn't seem that's just how i've always recorded and like there's no way or right way of doing it mm. um, i've just made it work i get frustrated with myself all the time of mm. course because i'm always on something now i want something now yeah yeah so i think that's everyone's issue but yeah, it's, Patience it's quite is a virtue. Fun. Yeah, when you're in the yeah, recording no, studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I don't have patience. But interesting enough, I still manage to do stuff. So it's yeah, just exactly. my tenacity with profits, everything. So it's um, yeah, it's great. It's fun. I'm always having fun. Mm. That's the main thing, right? Your your that- track that you released on platform twenty two, pulling some strings. Uh, that's the first track of yours that. I heard and I was like, holy shit. When I found out you were from Sydney, I'm like, yes, this is a local boy. Um, that track is crazy. Like, it, I think it sort of embodies what you were saying about that that minimalism. Like, there's some hi-hats, these warped, wonky keys, that huge kick drum. and But it, it sounds so emotive and, and, like, full. But you've done all this with, like, just a couple of elements. Yeah, it's just that whole... 
and that that track was just the digitone. There was just the digitone as the one sequence, and then just um, I used the key set to do the melody or the wharf melody. Yeah. And it was just a kick. It was just like literally four or five things to that track. I don't know. It was just it was just what came out that time. And yeah. That's why I called it. I don't know. Pulling some strings. It's got this emotive feeling to it. It has got this really nice mood. It's a mm. bit softer than what I normally do. It's not softer. It's not as out there as what I normally do. But it's still a really nice feeling of that tra that track gives off. And I, I love that track. Mm. Oh, um, it is huge. It's, it's just, I, opened, I opened a mix with it the other day. Like um, I was just like, this is the perfect opener because it's just like. We're going in. Like this is what's yeah, happening. It's got, it's got a nice vibe too, and it's got yeah. an energy kick and a really big kick, which is I don't know. I had, I've had that track literally probably a couple of years, maybe wow. sitting around, and then obviously I let Kai here. Yeah. Um, and um, he goes, "Yeah, oh, man, I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it." I said, "Yeah, no worries." So <laughs> it's yours. It's um, yeah. It's it's one of the I like to do more of that stuff, you know. It's just where my head's at, where I want to be doing. If it's more sequences and crazy sequences and uh, random stuff or some nicer melody, even then that's that track. It's a weird sort of melody, but it's got a nice feel to it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, no, I agree. It's warped, but it's like it's it's still good vibes. Like if you were to play that again, bring it back to what you said a bit earlier. It's that sort of putty moment where it's just like. Honestly, it's brain meltdown. If you're playing that in the right sort of circumstance, people would oh, be looking sure. around being like, what the fuck is happening? That's a really good compliment, you know? Yeah, ah, that's what you want in music. You want to you wanna have those like moments where it's just, or especially with techno music, you want to have those moments where it's just like, I don't understand. Like, this was not a part of the plan. <laughs> this is, yeah, this yeah, is happening. With, yeah, yeah. Just, just awesome. ride the wave, and and then people like getting back to that whole spiritual thing. Once they do that, they go Fuck. sort of opens up this little door that maybe they never really had yeah. open before. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that trigger. It's like, oh fuck. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think that's totally true because you know uh, people may be listening to some sort of style of music for some time, and they might not be in the scenario where they open themselves up to it but when it finally like hits in that moment then you sort of are released it's just like well like we went here then i can do anything and i want more of that because you seek that moment of what is happening like this is this is something totally new and in that track in particular really stood out to me on that on that va like of all the 24 tracks it was super unique super unique Nothing, nothing on that, nothing on that VA was sort of sounding like, like pulling some strings. It's just fresh. It's a fresh sounding track, I suppose. It's different, and I try to do. I just, want, it's just how my mind goes. I don't know. But it's interesting that the, the feedbacks that I get, and um, I know I don't. It's I don't, and I understand. I don't get people playing many of my tracks in mixes. There's a couple because they find that they think they can't mix them, but I think they're quite easy to mix. It's just yeah. got to have that find that find that. Um, just find that flow that goes with it. So yeah, it's picking a moment for it. Definitely, but it is as well. I love I love that track. It's, it's a really nice. Um, I've, got, I've got a few tracks, but that's one of my nicer ones. Yeah. But it's just uh, um, I don't know the energy you get from it. I'm glad you like it anyway. So that's something great. Well, no. Thank you for making it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those nights when I when I just press record and it happened. Yeah. You know? It's just. The best stuff happens moment. in those sort of quickest, those quick little spontaneous moments. It's just like you're feeling it, you're on one. 
So, um, but yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, it's nice. It's like it's nicer people feel it, which is good. Yeah, it really does make sense. Like hearing that track and then hearing how you mix. Like you've you really have sort of dug out your sound by selecting those sorts of tracks and i think that like that inspiration from what you enjoy listening to and mixing is really carried through to your productions like it, it's capturing your sound 100 percent. you really can't hear that yeah no and that's it's just naturally what happens when i mix and, and then my music it's the same how i do my music it's it's organic it's not, not planned and so it's nice that people it's nice that people can actually recognize that you know and that's what mm. i'm trying to recreate i suppose without even noticing that i'm doing that if that makes sense just yeah, do the thing and, then, and that whole energy happens with the music and especially that emotive it needs to be emotive for me and i have that that connection um you know you hear there's, there's a lot of music out there that's just this just sometimes there's just needs lacking substance not that i'm an expert or any or just my opinion on music it needs to have that substance mm. something something to grab you the hook you know that, mm. that mood that kick or that rhythm so um there is a lot of stuff i guess that will just sort of sound like everything else because it's meant to just fit what is happening right now it's not to say it's bad but i don't know i feel like a lot of things can start to blend into of course people totally. trying to recreate what's happening right now but I don't know. I think you're honest with your with yourself, and I think that's like super important. With especially with like electronic music, is being honest with yourself rather than trying to force something that will make you fit into like a sect or a scene or something like that. I mean, that's short lived, and that's short lived. Look, music doesn't lie. Simple, mm. doesn't lie, and you can hear it in people, or you can hear it in music. You can hear you can hear them. You can feel what they're trying to do. Like you're saying about before about the mixes and how you mix, you can hear it's similar and the music doesn't lie. And it, look, you know, there's a scene. Even with my music, I send my music to a lot of it to uh, certain um, labels, and I get it. They want more dance stuff, and I get, I respect that. Mm. That's they want more dance floor. It sells, you know. Mm. But why? And I, I can't do, be true to myself. I can't. I like to, but I just can't do that because I can't do that stuff. I don't know. It's just it's what what comes out is what comes out. Mm. That makes sense. So. Um, it's it's interesting, like you said. It's it's too, like the, being there's so much music out there. There's so much music out there, but you got to search through to find the gold. You really got to search through and listen. And sometimes I find subconsciously I pick up stuff and rather than consciously listening. If that makes sense. You yeah. know, buying records. You know, buying records, and then you go home and you go, "Fuck, what's this shit? Why did I buy?" <laughs> I just put that record on when I'm cooking dinner or something. I go, fuck, that's hot. Just totally subconsciously listening. It's it's, it's for nicer techno for cooking dinner. Pick too. up things. I just yeah. By the half goes, she just struggles a bit with you know. But anyway, that's it's a personal thing. Music totally. And mm. my stuff is, I like it's, my stuff isn't heavy as in hard. It's it's more internal, heavier, mental yeah. trip. Yeah. Know, I suppose it's 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 um. That, yeah, the mental trip, I suppose. I feel like that Which is sort great. of fits the, the Platform 22 vibe really well. Yeah, it's good when the guys approach me and 
it's nice to get your music out there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the power of the net, you know, it's good and bad. You know, getting bombarded with all types of stuff, but then the stuff that you hear, it's great, and you, you connect. The music connects people, man. We all get connected. I've met so many, so many people that I love to go overseas. And you, obviously, yourself, you connected just recently. Yeah. Uh, but you know, overseas, so many people that I've learned stuff and. They've been really supportive, really, really supportive of what I do, which is really fucking cool, man. Like, mm. I'm really grateful for that. Do you have so, plans to like visit Europe once the world opens back oh, up? I'd love to. I'd love to. Love to go to Buenos Aires. I've got some friends, um, uh, Joel uh, Pulso and um, a Translate. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yep, those guys. Those guys from SRIE. It's the SRIE. Yeah. So as they were called initially, so um, those guys, the guys in Ukraine, I met some cool guys there. Yeah. Um, crazy cats, just all over the place. So Italy, so like just it's um it's and there's been I said I've had some labels approach me and get you want to release some stuff, which is really cool. I was really it's really nice. Nice. Because I've heard my the previous releases and then they heard a track and then they just approached me, which is really nice. It's humbling um, when that happens. You, so you sort of give yourself that internal pat on the back and it's just like, oh, like, I'm actually reaching people. And I, I bet you'd feel the same way as me. Like, being here in Australia, we feel quite isolated from the rest of the techno scene. But it is, like, really touching when people are listening to it and playing it and, like, hearing it and reaching out, being like, yo, we're over here and we're enjoying this stuff. And it's like, we're just some people sitting behind computers totally. on the other side of the world. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's really humbling. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Okay, we're far away, but they've connected to us being over here, and people are connected to us and yeah. like his stuff and want to really say, which is it's cool. It's really nice. It is nice, and I'm very grateful for that. Mm. It gets it gets music out there, which is great. Mm. It's better than sitting on my hard drive, right? So yeah, exactly. It's being heard. I guess that so, I mean the internet has its pros and it has its cons, but this is definitely a pro that like connectivity just to be able to link up with someone on the other side of the world and like have a chat as if it's in real time like it is in real time what am i talking about that is awesome definitely i got danilenko a friend in ukraine i met free stanislav but i talked to danilenko a lot we're always talking and about you know having a party and catching up and i can't wait to meet these guys you know what i mean yeah exactly exactly and funny enough i'm always harassing them for music send me tracks send me tracks yeah um, semi tracks I want to do. <laughs> so, because I'm paying the arse. But if you don't ask, you don't get right. So. Yeah, that's one um, thing. That's interesting yeah. you say that. I think I uh, sort of had that little self like uh, revelation recently. Um, I mean, I, I started a, a new job um, like a couple of months ago, and there was like a, I guess like one of the dudes' roles in the company is that he's a trainer. Um, and he was sort of like talking about how I approach my music and how how like how opportunities come about and you will go I mean, if you don't do anything you just sort of like go on fly under the radar occasionally post some stuff online and let people come to you yeah opportunities do happen but you need to ask the question otherwise you're never going to receive if you don't ask that question then opportunities that you want to happen won't happen or well, the chances of them happening are so slim send my stuff to guys all the time if you get knocked back oh well yeah what's the worst that could happen like I said, like, oh it's not it's one more dance stuff sweet next <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know, and you don't and then something go oh, fuck yeah this is cool or we can make something and you know and it's just 
You don't ask, you don't get, and I'm pretty push. I'm in sales. My role is sales. That's work. funny. I love my role people. is sales too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not that I'm a pain in the ass. I'm a really honest salesperson. And what do you What do you sell? I'm in the swimming, swimming pool industry, so yeah. it's in swimming pools. So I used to I used to work for a corporation in Victoria, Davy Water Products, which was all a rainwater harvest. It was rainwater. It was rural as well as swimming pool. It was like leisure. Yeah. So I work for a small business now, but it's great. It's very. Um, I suppose yeah. It's it's. I don't see what I do. But I suppose I'm just how my it's my nature. I can talk a lot, as you can hear. I'll talk talk all, all day. I can get along with anyone. I I can connect with anyone, which is yeah great. And it really helps with everything else, I suppose. But that that's sort of how I imagine would like sort of help you in your approach to asking the question. Like, you know, you've got to ask for the sale, but you've also got to ask like the question like, hey, like, or not ask the question, but like at least reach out and be like, hey, like, do you like my music? Yeah, no, oh, I say we're going to release it. I'm going to do vinyl, always vinyl. I want to do vinyl straight away. I've got the tracks and they've got to be vinyl. <laughs> And some things have happened like that. Put so. on the hard sell. <laughs> what are they going to say? No. Yeah, Next exactly. Thing. So yeah, it's it's, it's it's helped, but it's nice to be approached, but also me asking the question. You know. Um, things don't happen unless you ask. No. I just said that Sydney. I was saying about Sydney before. I just just it's not techno isn't big here. It's not a big thing. So, and it's understandable, it's a population thing, but I'd, li- I'd like to get to, to educate more people if that's what you want to say. It doesn't sound arrogant, I'll educate. Well, I do no, want to educate people. It doesn't sound arrogant. It, sounds, it ed- sounds real. I want to educate people musically, you know. I really um, want them to have that experience and go, fuck, that was, I was fucking, you know, one more, I want more. Then mm. that, that night will be remembered as not just from the music, but what the, you know, the whole environment, the whole vibe. The energy, you know, the, the connecting. That's so, it, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> you want you want to give something different, though, and I can sense that. Like, there, there, like, <laughs> like, yeah. There's a lot of just, um, you know, high, we'll hire a venue. I, 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 and again, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with just like hiring a venue and putting some DJs on, because that's the essence of a party, right? But I think if you want to really create something special and memorable as opposed to just like a night out you've got to sort of go for that that weird and wacky sort of well just give them everything it's, if, yeah. if you're saying techno party fucking bring it yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, there's, no, there's no limits there's no just be open-minded going you know i see it with people being liberal with their sexuality so what's the difference with that mental state just be free mm. just that you know we're seeing that and it's always been there just in the same aspect but in that mental thing just let go be naked be free, you know just, yeah. the, just the whole just just take the filters away just it's like a re, it's like a i always call it having a part you know that re that realigning of the soul like mm. it's shedding it's resetting the compass you yeah. Know, yeah 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 <laughs> sort of like an ego death in a sense yeah so you can go whichever way you want to go, I suppose. We won't go into that. But, um... <laughs> no, it makes um, sense. It's, um... But, yeah, it's... it's I'd, I'd love to educate more people in Sydney. I love it. And that's hence why I asked you for a gig in Melbourne straight away. I was like, oh, I'll get me to get play down there. Well, mate, but we've got to bring you down. We've got to bring you down yeah, for a bit yeah. of a mind melt. Oh, man, for sure. For sure. And I said, I played down there with the guys at Machine and yeah. Bunker. And it was awesome. They, the Bunker party was an afternoon thing. And I think there was about a thousand people there. They are all in the fucking zone, man. It was yeah. just... When, yeah, was, where, which venue did you play that one? 
the railway. So I've got the set on this young Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember the railway. Near the, the railway crossing. They shut that down. Awesome venue, awesome. And it was seriously, it was, oh man, I played in the afternoon. Uh, I think it was 8 till 10.30. It was, it, was, it was still daylight, obviously daylight savings. But it was, you know, it's my usual style. Yep. Field and um, people fucking loving it. They're in the zone. The and bunker crowd's people, pretty people, up for, for anything, which is which is really good. They're receptive of like a whole totally. bunch of different styles. Totally, man. Like people respond. People yep. respond to music. It's fucking normal. But if you don't get the chance, if it's not that person providing the help, people are going to know. Mm, mm. I, get I get frustrated, and I'll say it now in this interview. You know, I get frustrated. There's all these, you know, these artists that come to Sydney, but in the backyard, you got stuff here. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff at home here in Sydney. There's stuff here. When are you putting on your next gig? Oh, <laughs> I'd like to do something. I'm, I'm looking at doing something soon, hopefully. So, do it, bro. Just get it done. Definitely. Definitely. Just trying to find a venue that doesn't finish at fucking midnight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Night. You know, like I've done yes. a launch, EP yes. launch a few years ago, you know, it was six till ten at uh, midnight, you know, it's people start getting there at ten thirty. I finished playing at midnight and it's like it's like it was six or seven in the morning, but it's like it's fucking midnight. <laughs> you know? <sighs> That's right. Yeah, anyway, if I fight, definitely want to do something for sure. If it's in, in Melbourne gigs, I'm happy to come down, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please have me down. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to anyway. It's, um, I'll bring you down one time. That sounds good. <laughs> Just we, uh, I, I did this concept recently where um, I, I hide the hide the DJ from the crowd and vice versa. Like the crowd can't really see the DJ. Um, I guess like I, I I I like to listen to what like Devious One has to say about um, like you know his sort of take on on like the DJ. I mean, the whole purpose was to put like a bit of focus back on the music, but it's challenging for the DJ as well to not see how they're, um, how the crowd is reacting. Like I, I, my friend uh, D-Rex was, he was like, usually he said to me, he's like, usually I don't like the guy that goes whoop whoop, but in this instance where he couldn't see anyone, he really enjoyed the guy that went whoop whoop because it, <laughs> it told him that like, it was, it was like going down like really well. But um, it was a really interesting concept. Like it was, it pushes the DJ in to do something strange. Like they're sort of no one can see, so no one can judge. It's like yeah, exactly. Uh, you. Yeah, exactly. No one can judge, but you can't. You don't have no perception of what's going on in front of you. So you've just sort of got to play on your instincts. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just giving you the heads up here. What I'm gonna, what I'm planning to do with you. <laughs> as long as people in zone I don't care I need to get some energy I think it's important to get the energy though from the crowd I think it's nice because um, it's coming back it's flowing back into you mm. and I you know I've done it at parties I want to be able to I want to go and hear what I'm playing I want to be dancing on the floor and I've done it at this party years ago it was an outdoor party it was fucking awesome just at the end of the set near the end I went out and just goes what are you doing I just want to just experience what you guys are experiencing you know yeah it's um <laughs> so yeah it's so that energy returns back from the crowd back to you, and especially yeah. when they're in that zone, and you can see that you just you just they're just flying whichever whichever way you go, they're going to go with you. It helps and when so. the decks are in the middle of the dance floor. You're sort of just literally amongst it. Oh look, it's it's got it's yeah. pros and no cons. If you're a vinyl DJ, <laughs> well, 
uh, interesting. Well, I actually play digital. Funny enough, I oh, love really? my records. But yeah, yeah, I play Tractor. I love. Uh, yeah. Okay. Funny enough, and, and funny people would actually laugh at me and they go, "No way!" But I've never actually really played on CDJs ever. If it sounds Mainly, good, I, it is good. It doesn't matter how you do it. Doesn't matter. Well, it's exactly. It's just you know this whole thing about vinyl and the fuck whatever. Like you know, analog only. It's like it's, it's all about the the music, not about the format. Who cares? Just just enjoy it. Like. <laughs> 100%. You know, we get too much, people get so just, you know, it's the whole aspect, concept of the visual thing. So like, fuck man, we're, we're forgetting about the music here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got to throw this in here now, I've got to throw this in here now that I'm hearing a lot recently about uh, that, uh, people are looking for certain people for parties and it's like... How do you mean? How do you mean? They're looking for certain types of uh, what images? Yeah, images. I suppose images, and and if you're this way inclined. So um, like the marketability of the person rather than the quality of music, or type even, of music that they're not, playing. Yeah, it's just the same. It's, yeah, it's like getting anyone random. It's not even about getting people about their music. It's all about the. It's just. Oh, I don't know, man. No, I, I actually stop. sort of tend to agree with you here when it's sort of like it's about the story of the person rather than like. The music, the music. Like, it's, it's for the music is forgotten, and it's it's getting there's so much, you know, insta famous and just sucking out of control, man. It's just it's, yeah. We're talking about some of the pros of the internet. This is the cons. Yeah, this, is the, this is the cons. You know, you, yeah. you never, I never see that shit because it's played a party, and now it's just like fucking just bombarded with. And if you're this way, you're gonna get a gig. It's like, oh man, like, what's going on here? What about what? Are, we're forgetting the big picture here. We're forgetting the most important thing is the music. Hmm. Recreating that that, that that whole essence on the night and that education on the night. Hmm. Yeah, and no, I couldn't agree more. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's just my opinion, and it doesn't mean anything. But just I've seen a lot of it. A lot of it. You know, you see people posting stuff, and yeah. But I guess like the. Yeah, I mean. There is like a side of trying to introduce that concept to people as well. Like, hang on, oh, like, sure. why do you, why, why, why are you here? Why are you listening to this person? Like, do you even know what you want? Like, why did you, why did you come? Um, totally. And everyone, I mean, you can't tell that someone's like doing something wrong, but oh, I no, think no, that no, the no. essence, and I think what you're, you might be trying to say is that like people might not know what they actually could experience with something that is taking them somewhere else. Something that's new, something that's experiential, something that gets them to take them out of their comfort zone. Exactly. Introduce them to something that, like a new comfort zone, like a, like a something else that they're like, holy shit, like, why haven't I heard this before? Why haven't I experienced this before? And people will re- respond quite yeah. well, every time. Mm. I've never had anyone respond in a negative way. Mm. They may have sort of looked at me a bit strange, <laughs> but I know they're in the zone. They're still, they're still, they're still loving it. You know, you can see the crowd. They're just so. Have you ever, just have you ever had a cleared a room before? Um, I probably may have in the past. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. I definitely have. They, but it could have been. <laughs> oh, for sure. I probably have. But I, I think it could have been the crowd. They didn't like. They just weren't. They didn't have that headspace. Yeah. 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 Right? So, but but you're um, not gonna, it's good though that because you, you're not going to change like what you're going to do. No, definitely not. No way. That wouldn't be me. Like my, my style, my music, or 
Not that there's a style, but that just wouldn't be representing what yeah, I do. Yeah, it wouldn't be true to yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just look, things are looking good anyway here with COVID restrictions. Hopefully, with the venues options becomes better. Yeah, um, there's always been an issue with venues in Sydney. Um, let's just hope. You know, I, want, I want to put a party on. Hopefully, for sure. Or I was trying to do something before COVID hit, and then it just. Um, uh, fucked everything but anyway shit's getting better though fingers crossed yeah. yeah no it's all good it's all um we can't complain here anyway much better than overseas and I'm not yeah. saying to my overseas <laughs> oh no I'd say we're the envy of the world right now not to gloat like but I mean I, I think this situation's really unique for right now I mean, it's sort of, yeah, it's if, if for right now, it is quite unique. Like, we can do this safely. And that is, I know, as cliche as it sounds, a, a bit of a blessing. Definitely. And I hope, and hopefully, uh, there's more local support. Yeah. For, that's one know, thing. State, you know, in every state, I really hope that people um, look in their backyard and go, fuck, we don't need to get spend 10K in these artists that don't even appreciate when they come in. Yeah. They're just doing the same thing. When you, you know, look at someone like, like you look at you look at Bunker, like they've literally been booking locals from like a, a, a whole range of styles, but like that's all that's they've been booking, which is like awesome. You know, it, it's an opportunity for those for those locals to you know get up there and and give it a, a good hot crack. Yeah, exactly. And then someone might enjoy that. So and then people are doing it for fun, right? They're not doing it. So it's just all about having fun. That's all we want to do. People just want to be liberated in a certain way musically yeah. and. Um, that's something I reckon people in Australia probably haven't been exposed to like over in over in Europe uh, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm sort of just talking out my ass here and correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like in Europe when like going out and clubbing was sort of like a release and, and that would be like going to places like I don't know maybe in like Kiev or you know those sorts of places where government oppression or like Georgia or something like that might still sort of happen and, and that going out to a club is taken as an opportunity to sort of like free yourself and release yourself. Um, and I feel like we in Australia have been lucky that we haven't been oppressed in any sort of way. I know like lockdown and that kind of shit is a bit of oppression in itself. But you, do you know what I mean? Like it's, there's none of that. It's like, we've, we've been very lucky here, but I think now that like, well, after COVID's happened, things are open back up. I think we're, like, oh my god, like we've forgotten like how good this is. Definitely. I'd always say Sydney's a cocaine and champagne city anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Cocaine and champagne city, yeah. Definitely Your yacht on the on, on the bay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I find I've always found Melbourne for techno and people might fucking hate me in Sydney, but it's just I've found the more support for me anyway, but on a personal level. And just the, the what I saw when I was down there, um, just people's reaction. Yeah, it's good. People went out, supported stuff. Big thanks to Albert for taking the time to chat to me. And now, without further ado, let's dive right into his mix. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Once again, big thanks to Albert for recording that mix and taking the time to chat to me. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Boomfcast and we'll be back shortly with another. Cheers. Bye. Boomfcast. <laughs>